Welcome to the Digital Transformationists podcast. I'm Katie Thomas, and I produce this podcast for Precipio Consulting. And on today's very special episode, we'll hear from Christian Lane, founder of Precipio Consulting. We'll learn about Christian's background, the history of Precipio Consulting, the why behind his experience and passion for digital transformation, and how it led to this podcast. Christian, we made it. Hey, good morning. We did, finally. Good <laughs> We're here. We're live. It's happening. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes, so excited to be here. Well, I've been along for some of the ride, but for our listeners, we'd love to hear a little bit about yourself and what it took to build an IT consulting business from the ground up. Yeah, well, thanks. That's that's a really that's a really big question. Um, like like anyone in business, whether you've started a business or you've built a new program or you've you know done something you know of significance to, for a business, uh, it requires just a ton of work. Um, I've always had the sense that I would run a business. Uh, in our family, we are a long kind of running history of, of business owners, going back to my grandfather, our, our, our mom, uh, our uncles. Uh, we're, we're from, our, our family's from Mexico. So in Mexico, you, you tend to do better in that economy, in that society, if you run your own business. So that's always been a driver uh, for me, is just kind of what we've seen. As kids, we spent our summers in Mexico and got to spend all the time with our, co- with our cousins and our aunts and uncles. And for us, just family business was just very normal. To hear our grandfather and our uncle talking about the factory uh, at lunch or at dinner was just, is just commonplace. Um, so that's kind of, I think, where me and my brothers and our family got a lot of our entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, so I always knew I was going to run a business. Um, now, as far as why technology and why IT, well, that's just has been my career. Um, I studied international business and management information systems at the University of Texas, uh, one of the best business programs in the world, really. And um, very late in my uh, college years and career in college, um, my good friend Corey Snodgrass said that I should shift my, um, my, my, my career path from international business to MIS because his uncle at Medtronic or at Chase, I forget where his uncle was working, was doing really well in MIS. <laughs> so I changed up my, my career plan in the very last, I guess it was the, my fourth year, did a bunch of extra work and studying to, to get the MIS credits to come out with an MIS degree. And I think that really set me on a path towards just the world of information technology. Uh, the business school at UT does a really great job of preparing students and people for consulting work and, and work in big enterprises. Um, so that's really where I guess I kind of like moved towards uh, more of the technology field. Uh, early on in my career, I got into consulting and then I spent, I guess, five, six years at the Electric Reliability Council of Texas. Uh, ERCOT runs the power grid and oversees, actually, actually, sorry, they don't run it. They oversee the power grid in Texas. Um, so I got a lot of ITSM experience there. And that was kind of stacked up on top of my software development experience that I got in, uh, in consulting prior to that. So, you know, five, six years into ERCOT, um, I learned so much. And, and, you know, running a 24 by 7 operation for the retail wholesale markets of the Texas electric market is, is a... It's a big deal. Um, so I decided to parlay that experience, so to speak, into a consulting firm focused on IT service management. And that's really where we got our start. Um, now, very quickly, 
uh, we came and we fell in love with Atlassian early on in our business cycle. This is going back to the 2007. So we've really been involved with Atlassian products, the majority of the Atlassian life cycle, really, or the, the Atlassian business. Um, and then started getting involved more and more in software development projects. And, and really, when I started the company, well, it was a service management practice. It was really about process consulting. And that's really where we get our name, Precipio, Anticipate, Advise, Instruct. Good processes plus good tech and great people help you anticipate and advise. And we're all about bringing that uh, to our customers. Really just uh, direction, advice, guidance. And that's really what is consulting. Um, so, yeah, you know, when I got into uh, the, this consulting business, I started back in 2006. And uh, very quickly, our first customer was a former uh, my former boss, my former director, uh, Dave Johnson. He was at the Power Board of Chattanooga. Um, and the Power Board of Chattanooga, EPB, was um, on a plan, on a path to run fiber, a fully fiber optic network across their entire electric grid. So full ubiquitous up and down internet of about, I think a gigabit is what they launched with. So the fastest internet in the U.S., I think it's second, second to, d to deliver gigabit in the world, I believe. Um, so that was a great, you know, first client. And we started building a name and a reputation then. Got into the Atlassian products in 2007, formalized a partnership with Atlassian in 2008. And then it's kind of been history from there. Um, we've just been building and growing a business that uh, we're you know, extremely proud of. Um, we've been very focused, you know, as a, as a business with business partners, my first business partner that I brought in was my brother, Joseph. And part of our arrangement, our agreement was that me in business development and him on delivery, we wouldn't do anything to, to kind of screw the other one over. And what I mean by that is that in consulting, oftentimes you have too far a separation between sales and delivery and sales folks will promise things that perhaps they're not 100% sure they can actually be delivered on. So to not put my brother in that place, uh, we agreed that, you know, what I sell is something that he has to be able to deliver on. And that requires him and me to be on the same page. And that has really been, I think, a fundamental part of our business is that we don't sell what we can't deliver. And, you know, as a result of that, uh, the, the, me the metrics that we look at constantly, uh, perhaps fanatically, are things like write-offs, right? Are we writing off invoices because we didn't come through and deliver? Now we have a, an issue where someone doesn't want to pay. So um, that is less than a tenth of a percent of a write-off. Write so if you benchmark that, it's phenomenal. The other thing is we instituted net promoter scores about six, seven years ago or so. Um, and again, Joseph and I and my business partners, Christopher Pepe and Dave Odell, were saying to ourselves, well, you know, as we, as we grow and grow and grow, we're going to be less involved perhaps on the day-to-day -day of a project. Uh, it's going to not always be, you know, someone like Isaac or, or someone like Joseph on a project or someone like Adnan on a project. What are we going to do to keep our eye on the ball? So we instituted NPS. And I think because of those fundamentals of the business and who we are and what we believe in, you know, this year, 2020, year to date, we're at a 95 NPS, lifetime 71, which yeah. when you benchmark that compared to other, other industries and other you know, kind of industry leaders, we're off the charts. But, you know, again, there's a whole bunch of different metrics that we look at because we're so process driven and tools driven. You know, all these data points are very available to us. Um, but I'm probably kind of going off on a tangent there. Um, the business I really started because I also had some pretty hard experiences running an IT environment uh, at ERCOT, which is a 24 by 7, super high stakes, super stressful place. And, you know, my reflection on that is, is just that, you know, if I had the tools and processes then that I have now, uh, I think we would have had a much better life balance and a better experience. 
So that's really what we aim to do is really help our clients with better technology and better processes to perhaps bring them some sanity while still helping them be successful, right? And success these days is, you know, how fast are you bringing value to your own customers? How fast are you bringing, you know, features that allow them uh, to conduct business differently, faster, more efficiently? Um, and that ability is just, you know, the core of the different frameworks that we work within, whether it's agile software development or scaled agile, ITSM based on idle, and of course, phenomenal technologies like Jira Software, Jira Service Desk, um, uh, Jira Align. So yeah, we're, you know, super grateful where we're at, but uh, it's been a lot of hard work. I tell you that. I know that that's where your question started, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a ton of, it's a ton of work, a ton of sacrifice. Um, you know, as I say, blood, sweat, and tears. And here we are now on this podcast for Pacifio yeah. Consulting. Yeah, long time coming. <laughs> well, thank you for telling us a little bit about the history and, and your interests. And one thing that struck me was the path down uh, to MIS that, you know, might not have happened without, um, you know, the power of human connection, which is something that we're going to talk more about mm -hmm. um, throughout our podcast. Um but also specifically as it pertains to digital transformation, which um, all the years that, you know, you summed up for us right there, I'm sure you watched massive digital transformation across different industries, as well as the industries you've worked with um, sure. have had experience in. So I'm curious about the significance of this digital transformation, this term that we keep um, saying, and that's in the title of our podcast, you know, <clears throat> digital transformation as it pertains to your interests, but also as it pertains to Precipio's, you know, real expertise and identity. Sure. Yeah. You know, the, when we think about digital transformation, oftentimes like the first example that folks will share and talk about is something like, um, a more, a more, a more recent, more modern, you know, thing like something like Uber mm -hmm. or, or, um, or any of these like the, the ride share kind of car sharing uh, situations or, or technologies. Um, and you know, think back and when you do a lot of travel, we're not traveling much these days, um, you'd have to do a whole lot of planning, a whole lot of scheduling, a whole lot of work to make sure that you're going to have a, you know, a ride from some place to some other place on a business trip. And these are, you know, many rides, many meetings. And we just think about, you know, just how fast and easy it is to you know, go from place to place without really planning and thinking about it. You know, I reflect on that and I just, I don't remember a life without it. Or when I do, I was like, God, this is so much more complicated. I didn't have that flexibility and agility in my personal day to day um, then like I do now. And then, you know, take that example and apply it to just about anything else, everything from food to, to whatnot. But, you know, on the, on the question of like various industries, through, our, through my career and through many of the careers of, of the folks that are listening, you know, dependent on how long you stay with any given job or work and whether you moved within one industry to another or you stayed in an industry, you saw different aspects of that. If you moved around a lot from one industry to the next, you saw that particular industry at a different place in time within its life cycle to understand how much technology has been applied. Um, one of the things that's been fun about consulting is that we've gotten to work with so many customers. You know, I think we've worked with 350, 400 different customers all across a ton of different industries. So we've gotten in a very short time, a short career, well, in our 20 year career, uh, we've gotten to see different industries at different points in time through their own business, through their own industry cycle or the businesses within those of their own business life cycle. And, you know, at different points, different industries leveraging technology 
um, to really shake things up or to be more competitive with folks that are coming in new that are shaking things up with technology. So we've gotten to, to experience, you know, the companies that were, you know, long running, had very older, more archaic, if you will, legacy systems, uh, help them through transforming legacy systems into more modern tooling. Uh, and effectively, especially in the space that we're in with Atlassian, you know, giving the developers, the people that build technology, the tools to build technology, right? Taking those tools from slow, archaic uh, technologies to faster uh, technologies like Jira software, you know, Confluence, Bitbucket, Bamboo, all these tools that we love so much. And, and helping them um, re, reimagine their own technology and to apply it in a ways that are helping business people day to day with uh, faster digitized workflows and di digital capabilities to then help them extend their own strengths that they're building. Um, so we've been helping customers really reimagine their own technology that they build and they, and they work to help them be better and faster. But then with the same tools that enable their development teams and their software teams to build the technologies that are going to enable their customers and their um, uh, their benefactors to be that much faster and better and more diligent, more flexible. Uh, it has been a tremendous amount of fun. And I was going to just interject and say, in terms of Jira and Confluence, and many of our listeners, I'm sure, know what these products are. Some might not, but I'll put it this way. My last 10 years in my career, um, I, I I'm now at a point where I don't think I could function without Jira and Confluence together. So um, when you use it in your everyday life and it's then it adds so much value, then you, you know, you want to share it naturally with customers and friends. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think of the Atlassian tools the way I think of my mobile phone. I can't imagine living my life without my mobile phone. Like, what was <laughs> life like before? Well, I remember what it was like before it, right? It was a lot of planning, a lot of thinking. If you would take a, took a road trip, you had to map that whole thing out, jot everything yes. down. And if you missed a turn, good luck. Yes. You're asking for directions. Nothing Thomas wrong with that. Maps. I remember. Exactly. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Jira and Confluence and these tools. Um, so yeah, it's uh, phenomenal tools. Absolutely. Yes, so, indeed. And I guess for those that may not know, um, the Atlassian products uh, really started as a, uh, as a suite of technologies with Jira and Confluence aimed at helping developers, right? Giving developers the tools to build these great technologies. Um, but with the way that Mike and Scott originally built Jira, they built a tremendous amount of flexibility to allow software development teams to define how they build software. Uh, but with that flexibility, as a process consulting company, we said, well, Jira is a great workflow management tool for anything with a life cycle. So we've been able to help companies, you know, that may have, you know, that have software teams, of course, but helping those teams that are adjacent to the software developers to build capabilities to help them be more successful day to day, you know, mapping their workflows that reflect their best practices and their processes that make them successful. So we've worked with teams in, um, gosh, every facet of business, everything from marketing to accounting to sales. Uh, one really great example is the, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh, we help them with really tracking and managing the life cycle of putting on exhibit with burn down or burn up charts the way you see it uh, to help them track to make sure they're going to go live on the day that they've been marketing a new exhibit. Uh, we also help them with tracking and, and managing the life cycles around maintaining and taking care of the most precious antiquities and most extremely expensive pieces of artwork and all those artifacts. 
So again, everything has a life cycle, and that's where we've been just so stoked with the Atlassian products and Jira, namely, is that we can really facilitate and enable and and help harness the the, the technology and, and technology uh, and the digital transformation, if you will, into their day to day business lives. An incredible value add and so fun to hear about the different use cases where um, we've, you know, had the privilege to be involved in, in, in helping build the process and, yes, and execute. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for sharing a little bit more about, you know, the, the, the why really behind your passion and interest in digital transformation. Um, I'm curious, how did that passion and interest get us to where we are today. So how did, how did that story, you know, what's the story of how that passion and interest led us to the digital, digital transformationists podcast? Yeah. You know, so I share with you the business, our careers have been in digital transformation. We've been helping companies take their manual processes and their day-to-day activities, personal and, you know, business and digitize them. So we've been in it for a very long time. Now we've been talking about a podcast for gosh, the past year or so, probably even longer than that, actually. We, we've, we've mentioned podcasts and marketing meetings for years now. But as anybody knows, um, when you start a program, it requires a lot of work. You have to prioritize there's other things in motion. But finally, we said, let's just do it. And uh, there's a, this, it was kind of, this kind of evolved a bit as far as like this particular podcast. Um, well, we wanted to do a podcast when COVID hit in March, April, Time. So, well, I mean, obviously it hit us in March, right? We shut things down to mid-March. But in late March, April, I was just racking my head trying to think about, you know, what I can do to break up the day and the monotony for myself and for my team. And I was on Instagram, kind of just, you know, flipping through, wasting some time. And I came across G-Love, Jared Dutton. He had an offer. It says, we'll do a live stream for you and a hundred of your friends. And I thought to myself, well, that sounds fun. I'm a big fan of G Love going back to the late 90s or mid 90s, really. I said, that sounds great. So I hit him up and I said, you know, what's, what's this cost? What's it all about? And he responded. So I took that back to my partner team and I said, hey, let's, uh, let's do this. I think it'd be, it'd be fun to break up the monotony of these, these groundhog days that are COVID you know, days. And, uh, and Pepe, my, my partner said, well, why don't we extend that to our customers as well? So I said, cool. So we did this live stream on a Wednesday night with Garrett Dutton, G Love, and uh, I hosted it and I, I kind of treated it as a kind of an interview. And then we, we did it and it was just a ton of fun. And Garrett hit me back on Instagram on a DM said, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for giving me a platform. So I thought to myself, you know, Garrett's not someone in digital transformation the way we see it. Um, and he's such an optimistic, positive guy. If you listen to all his music, he's always just so positive. I said, well, maybe he'd be a cool guest host, right? And on, the, on, this, on this podcast. And at the time, we still didn't have a name for the podcast. But, you know, when it kind of all started coming together, I said, let's just call it the Digital Transformation Podcast. That's what we're in. We did some branding around that for Summit. that got, you know, canceled, obviously, and went virtual. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, um, so I, um, I kind of, I thought, I, well, maybe this is too much inside ball here, but I thought to myself, how can I get Garrett back on a phone call? So I learned that he was also doing harmonica lessons and I learned how to play harmonica on my long commute way back in 2005 uh, to ERCOT. It was a long drive. So I learned how to play harmonica then. Wow. So I said, well, well, shoot, I'm going to go hit him up and see if I can't get some harmonica, harmonica lessons from him. <laughs> and I did. Um, so it was on one of these calls, harmonica lessons over Zoom, right? 
that uh, I hit him up. I said, hey, listen, I think you would be a great guest host on my podcast. And he said, yes. So here we are. You know, he's a he's a guest host. I mean, not a guest host, but a co-host. And uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. And again, Garrett's such a great guy. So positive. Um, and again, you know, also bring in that, that perspective of, of folks that aren't, you know, as as involved in the day-to-day of, of technology. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's that's I, I'm so excited that we get to hear from both yourself as well as Garrett and um, our amazing guests to come. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it leads me to a, a question I have around um, digging more deeply into your interest in expanding the conversation around digital transformation, you know, really beyond the business and tech industry. And you mentioned a little bit about, you know, Garrett's involvement there, but, you know, our, our guests that we're going to bring on, you know, they're yeah. going to be revolutionaries, innovators, environmentalists, artists, you know, why so? And why not exclusively engineers and developers? Yeah. Well, you know, kind of like going to the example I shared where we did all that work with the museum, um, technology, touches everything and technology can influence and enable and enhance uh, in so many areas. Uh, when I think of like the environment, you know, I hope to catch up and speak with, and I wish I got his name, but there's this, there's this guy I met at a, some concert in California. What was it? Oh, it was the, it was the Grateful Dead show. Oh, uh, wow. And it turns out, it turns out he's a seis, uh, seismologist, but he was talking about just the data points that they gather all around the earth and how they gather all this data. And, and, and the instrumentation and the technology that they're leveraging to really uh, effectively digitize our understanding of the earth and seismic shifts and seismic activity. Uh, and I, it was just so uh, fascinating to just chat with this guy for about an hour at a Grateful Dead show, right? <laughs> but you know, that's just another example of where we're leveraging technology to better understand the earth. We're leveraging technology to better understand our effect on the earth. Um, we're using technology just obviously in every facet of life. So we want to pull in these perspectives and folks that are doing amazing things out there and just talk about um, their particular subject matter expertise and this, especially around technology and how they're leveraging it. So that's kind of the, that's kind of it. <laughs> can't wait. I really can't. So I know we're going to be, um, we're, we're going to have folks from all different backgrounds and I can't wait to hear more stories like that. Like, like your friend, the seismologist. Also, I'm, I'm so excited to have, um, both your experience and background as well as Garrett's experience and background on every show um, because we're going to get such varying perspective and uh, right. such fun conversations um, to come. So we really, we're really excited um, to be launching this thing. It's happening. Can't believe it. And here we are. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about what's next immediately? Yeah, so we've got some Great guests already lined up. Um, we've got Carrie Hoyt Pack, um, former global vice president of marketing at Nike, and now with the Liberty Collective, doing just amazing work around leadership and really on you know, how, how, to, how, to, how to leverage empathy to really help uh, drive business and be smart about business and be successful there. She did a lot of travel and, is, and has really been able to connect with you know, people all over the world with, with, with great technology, obviously. Uh, so she's a great guest. Uh, we've got Keb Mo, five or six time Grammy award winning uh, musician. He's, you know, he, it turns out he's quite the, the tech tinker when it comes to his studio and all that. Um, obviously, I have, have, have G Love on a, on a kind of a, uh, as a host to kind of kick off this, um, the podcast. So, yeah, just great guests coming up. Um, 
trying to think. Um, got Lisa Atkins. Yeah, well. Lisa Atkins. Oh my gosh, Lisa's yeah. so amazing. Uh, she's an, she's like the agile coach of coaches, but really, her her, her whole kind of um, podcast is really about like her philosophy of business and, and human engagement interaction, and obviously, uh, agile coach of coaches. It's all about building software ultimately. But sure. she's amazing. Um, yeah, so just great guests. Um, so excited. So exciting. Thanks for giving us a little teaser about who's upcoming. And um, I know we'll be lining up more exciting folks to follow. And uh, we're really excited for y'all to tune in and listen. We can't wait to get started. Um, and we so appreciate you being along for the ride and sharing with your friends. So please join us and we're going to be talking more and more about stories around digital transformations, ability to really amplify connection between us all and talk about and explore where it might take us next. Thanks everybody for joining us today. We can't wait for you to listen in. We would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and please do share with your friends. We can't wait to have unexpected conversations around digital transformation's ability to amplify connection between us all. See you next time.